0: Welcome to the build up on Balls.ie in association with Labbrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the Build Up on Balls of Lee, our weekly preview of the biggest events of the sporting weekend in association with Ladbrokes. I'm Mick McCarthy and delighted to be looking ahead to the rugby this weekend and Ireland versus England, a small matter of Ireland versus England in the Aviva Stadium in the Autumn Nations Cup on Saturday. Delighted to be joined, as always, by Ladbrokes ambassador, former Ulster and Ireland, flanker Stephen Ferris. Stephen, how are you today? We have seem to have lost Stephen there, I think. Um the Ireland team of course was named um, earlier today, very interesting Ireland team, um, lots of changes tree number 6 being the kind of uh, the, the main jump, to, uh, the main interesting point that I kind of saw in it um, with uh, a back row of Peter O'Matney, Caelan Doris and CJ Sander, no number 7 um, but just to, know, to go through the team which you hear I'm back, I'm back, oh, we have you. we have you
1: yeah, 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 it, it went absolutely mad for some reason there but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm back again. No, the the Ireland team's looking strong, Mick. Uh, I'm loving the few changes in there. I actually thought he would have went to, with the positional change of Peter Manny at seven, like uh, yeah. just to just to try it out. You know, everybody talks about the power game that England bring, and you know maybe that bigger back row might stand up uh, stand up better in Twickenham. So yeah, no, it, it's good. And I think speaking to all Irish fans, they're excited to see Jameson gibson Park been given another opportunity uh, because he's brought so much. Pace and uh, to to that Irish backline, so yeah, but a few talking points for sure, isn't there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. as I said like I could, now that I'm talking to you with some sort of uh, calmness in me, I could probably name the Irish team off the top <laughs> of my head. But when relax, I was looking for it, I relax. couldn't find it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you no, know, we do like it, it, it's it's um it, it's interesting like that. You know, um, Keller gets a nod in the front row, and uh, you know Quinn Roo probably earned his place in the in in the um in the second row after his performance against Wales. And obviously, Peter Matney had a good game. Ken Doris had two really good games. And Standard was probably nearly the pick um, of, of the players in the Six Nations games that we had a couple of weeks ago. So, just in the pack alone, it is interesting to see that Andy Farrell does seem to be picking on form. And it's not a case of somebody is kind of like guaranteed their place no matter what. And actually, I think, especially in a tournament like this, where we are looking to see what the wider pool is, that's actually a very positive from an Irish fans' point of view.
1: Yeah, it certainly is a positive. And, you know, this is going to be a really good test uh, of where exactly Ireland are at the minute. You know, Wales came to Dublin and, you know, I was down covering the game for RT and it, they were, you know, abysmal, like really mm. poor. And, you know, the experience that they had on the pitch, they just uh, they, they just didn't turn up. And I know there's no crowds. And honestly, like for anybody that's tuning in here, the atmosphere is like it's completely dead. It is worse than an AIL match. Like it really <laughs> is because there's just nobody there. And you can just hear everything going on. Um, you know, the lads singing the national anthems and you know a couple of meters apart from each other. There's just not that buzz. And uh, I, th- I think I said it last week when I was on Mick about, you know, players feeding off that, you know, there might be a lot of those Welsh lads that, that just can't get themselves up for these international matches. And unfortunately, you know, WMPVAG is now under huge pressure, losing yeah. so many in a row. But that's not Ireland's problem, like. And you know, their problem is England this weekend, and they are going to be a problem because uh, they they do bring that physicality, that power that we've talked about so much over the last uh, well, the last couple of years, and especially after that fifty seven fifteen, I think, defeat in the the summer series before heading off for the twenty nineteen Rugby World Cup, um, that was a wake up call and. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't think Ireland are going to roll over this weekend. Uh, and you know, in the squad selection, it's brilliant to see Bundyaki back in the centre. I think he's the the inform centre there, um, and you know he'll bring plenty of that physicality that's maybe been missing over the last few games against England.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and it is it is interesting um, to see that team. It's also, like, we'll get on to the England game, like Ireland haven't laid a glove on England in the last three games they've really played in them, including in the, uh, in the World Cup qualifier or the World Cup warm-up, as you mentioned there. But just kind of looking back on last week, taking into account how bad Wales are, and that's a very important uh, prov- <laughs> visa here when you're talking about uh, what we can take from Ireland and taking into account the weird lack of atmosphere in the stadium, what were the things that stood out to you as something that it was like, we can build on this or this is something that we can take a positive from in a real sense, given that it was, you know, I suppose ultimately a quasi test match given all of the circumstances.
1: Yeah. Well, firstly, like from a forward, like the set piece was awesome, yeah. uh, especially the scrum, um, you know, Porter and, you know, Co got, um, you know, they didn't have a good game against the, uh, against Arsons in that quarter final. Uh, You know, everybody was talking about, you know, there might be a weakness in this Irish front row if they go with the same players. Well, they must have been working hard over the last, you know, number of weeks from that game because, you know, the the front row was exceptional. And, uh, yeah, the the defensive line out, they, they created lots of opportunities. They didn't take them all granted, but they're creating opportunities. And that's one thing that Andy Farrell wanted from his side. Um, a few were seeing a few more offloads. Uh, I think it was Will Connors with a great offload to get, make that half line break, which got him behind the Welsh defence when he came onto the pitch. And it seems to be make a little bit more of a license to uh, play heads up rugby. Um, you know, they were very scripted in, in everything that they did under Joe Smith. And you know, I think we got to talk. You know, not forget about Joe Smith, but move on from that era and uh, you know embrace what Andy Farrell's bringing to the table. And I think the lads you know, are, are enjoying what he what he is bringing and what the rest of the coaching staff is bringing to the table. And even in the French game, although, you know, there was plenty of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, they still created opportunities. And if you do that in international rugby or any rugby match, you're always going to give yourself a chance, aren't
0: you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you talked last week about, you know, the main thing we could take from this competition is... Uh, you know, maybe trying to play well and get some cohesiveness in the team. But mainly, let's bring through a lot of players. Let's see what we have out there and not just what we've always had. I think a lot of us said, yeah, I'm happy with the team last last week, but let's see what happens this week. And I think, you know, we've talked about it already, but the fact that Conor Murray isn't in the starting team, the fact that Hugo Keenan is keeping his place at at full back and really looks now to, to be this kind of like bolter that's established himself in the team and, you know, played very well at full back last week it's an England game. You kind of think to yourself, like this is actually brave from Farrell to go out and kind of make these calls um, for, you know, a game that regardless of the stature of the All Nations Cup, the eyes of the country will be on this because it is Ireland versus England in a proper test match.
1: Yeah, and in the last match, the last Six Nations match, where Ireland lost England away from home, I think Porter scored in the 75th minute or something, you know, to take a bit of the shine off the scoreboard for England. Um, but there is no doubt about it that Ireland have been—they've uh, been really outclassed in the last three games against England. And you know, James Ryan is now captain. I know that's another talking point you might want to touch on, yeah. Mick. But it doesn't matter about Hugo Keenan. Doesn't matter about Jameson Gibson Park or Bundy Aki. If the fir- if the eight lads up front, up front, sorry, don't step up to the plate, they can forget about it. They, you know, they need to win the gain line. They need to win the collisions, the physicality stakes, and we say it. You say it every single week when you go into rugby matches. Of course you do, but you have to do it against England. You can get away with it against Wales here, or on a downward spiral at the minute. You'll get away with it against Georgia uh, the the following week, but you're not going to get away with it against mm. England. And you know the the power that they have. They've changed another. Willis isn't playing this week. He's been left out of the squad. That's the luxury that they have in the mind of, um, you know, in-form players that, that they have to choose from. So for me, it's about winning the game line and winning the contact. And, um, you know, something that James Ryan will be talking about all week is is bringing that physicality. Uh, because if they don't bring it, Mick, if they, if they don't bring the physicality, there's only going to be one result. And that's an yeah. England win. That's, that's Another England win.
0: Yeah. Speaking of like, you know, it's funny, you're talking about like, you know, hitting the gain line and and, and going with that physicality. And I suppose one of the things that I noticed last week was that, you know, with Gibson Park there maybe, and and it's more than just him, is that we weren't always going to the one out runners. And just kind of like Ireland, especially when under pressure over the last, maybe the Joe Schmidt era, as you said, were kind of like very predictable in that way. And we seemed to kind of not play that way a little bit last week I suppose my question is: We were speaking to to your old teammate Darren Cave after the after the game last week, and he was like making the point that it doesn't matter how many times we beat a poor Wales team or whatever that the, the Ireland still won't get over the World Cup hangover until we go and beat maybe like a top five team. And we didn't beat France, and we didn't really even compete all that well against them. And now we've got England this week, and we and and England obviously in the in the earlier part of the year in the Six Nations, we haven't beaten one of those top teams yet. My question is, I suppose, is we'll know almost straight away if Ireland are going back to type, if we're under pressure, if we're kind of gone back to the rugby they know, but not the expansive style that we may have seen at times against uh, against Wales and even against Italy a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, that Welsh game, it, it it wasn't easy, but at the same time, they weren't taken out of their comfort zone, really. And, and Ireland, I was pitch side for the whole game. It never looked like they were going to lose the game. This weekend, the line speed of England in attack or in defence. The line speed and the physicality that they will bring. Look, I'm not sure if you've watched any of the episodes of the Rising Sun, the South African documentary Mm -hmm. um, on the Rugby World Cup and their build-up to the Rugby World Cup. I think it's going to be uh, on air very, very soon, but I've been able to see clips of that. Razi Erasmus said, rugby is a very, very simple game. You win the physicality, you win the gain line, and you generally will win the match. And yeah. if you get to, if you get yourself peaked right, um, and you don't make too many mistakes, you will give yourself a chance to win win Test matches. Unfortunately for Ireland over the last couple of games against against England, that has been far from the case. They've made too many mistakes, too many errors, and uh, they've played right into England's hands. So um, for Razi Rasmus, get get out there and come <laughs> on! talking like Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger now what's going on <laughs> I'm not sure that's a great Razzie of her, of her stitch, but I'm not going to do better so I'll have I'm to sure, give you the I'm win sure on it sure <laughs> <to do. laughs> we've an Irish backline starting against England it doesn't have Murray starting it doesn't have Sexton it doesn't have Henshaw it doesn't have Ringrose it doesn't have Conway it doesn't have Stockdale if you had said that going into the World Cup not like 12 months ago you'd have said we were mad or that we were going to get absolutely hockey but I suppose one of the things that we are seeing is a slight kind of change in um, the hierarchy there and also a test of like we think these guys might be there we're not sure yet and we'll find out on Saturday but I suppose it's a good place that we're in where we're going Ross Byrne actually deserves his chance here you know Gibson Park mm. has offered something a new dynamic a replacement for Murray that we didn't have we've got someone like Hugo Keenan coming through um offering something different we've got James now, who I'd love to see it, what, how you think that he's fitted in um to everything and like someone like Chris Farrell is in the form of his life you know Bundyaki's playing better than ever it does show a strength and depth that I suppose we will have always worried about in the past. In that, there's almost nobody now who is irreplaceable for Ireland. Sexton might still be that person, but he can't be forever, and we almost have to have it not irreplaceable, even if our form does slip without him on the team.
1: Yeah, and I think that's credit to Andy Farrell, like, and it's credit to yeah. the lads that have that are coming through, and. There isn't a worry for me. There isn't a worry that we're going to go and get hockeyed fifty points again because Andy Farrell is picking on form. He's picking guys who are playing good rugby, where that might not always always have happened. You know, eighteen months ago, a couple of years ago, um, you always sometimes you go for the tried and tested in the bigger in the big games, and that doesn't come up trumps for you. So, yeah, like I'm really happy with where Ireland are at the minute. I know I've said it a few times, I would like to see another four or five um, younger guys uh, that are playing week in, week out for, for Munster and uh, Connacht and Ulster and, and Leinster and see them progress into the international stage, see the likes of, you know, how does Scott Penny match up in an international jersey when, you, you know, you've got Josh van der flair you've got Will Connors, you know what those guys are capable of at the highest level, but what's Will Connor or what's Scott Penny like, you know, what's Harry Byrne like, um, you know, what's Tommy O'Brien like? You know, um, just I would love to see another couple of those lads get opportunity. Yeah. And maybe that is against Georgia, Mick. Maybe maybe we might see a bit more change. But uh, yeah, I, I, like, I suppose like every other Irish fan, I, I'm happy to see where we are at the minute. And with so many changes, positional switches, et cetera, over the last couple of weeks, there's still a, a feeling of confidence in me that we can go over to Twickenham and, and give them a really good game.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I'll get your prediction in a minute. Um, hopefully, we do give them a good game. Just a couple of things to get there before. If you have any comments for Stevie or any questions or anything like that, please do get them in now. Uh, there's a question here from Paul Tierney, um, who, who's happy with the, the look of the team, but he's saying that, that James Ryan should have been our captain before now. So, very happy to see him there. Like, James Ryan. That's a good point. Yeah. I that's did, I did, I did that's a really
1: good question. Like, it is. Um, and, you know, Johnny Sexton, I played with him under 19s and under 21s. He's, uh, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30, 35 now, like, you know, and yeah. he's uh, he, he's backing himself every week to play international rugby. He still believes that he can mix it with the at, at the top level, and I'm not going to argue any different at the minute because he's shown over the last year that he, he still can. But he is getting older. He's currently the captain of Ireland. Do we need to look forward? Is James Ryan the answer? And, I, and I, you know, with the question that was put in there, I certainly thought maybe uh, you know, in the lead-up, Johnny Sexton might have been captain for Ireland for a, a few of those games, but James Ryan would have stepped in and took that you know, that Rory Best left behind and, and, and drive it forward because he is a young man and hopefully we, we see him play for Ireland another 70, 80, 90, 100 times mm. over the next decade. So, no, I totally agree. I, I, I think, you know, James... And something, something with James Ryan you want with your captain, like Rory Best, super durable, plays in a lot of games um very rarely goes off injured um you know ultra consistent as well uh and we've seen a game with johnny picking up a, another hamstring injury that's uh you know you, you never want to go into a press conference and you know me or you or any of the, the media maker are just asking questions all the time about you know your captain's fitness and you know i think that can get a team down so for me personally i would love to see james ryan going forward um, into the next World Cup cycle, take over that captaincy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose it's one of those things as well. If you're if you're young enough, you, uh, you know, If you're old enough, you're you're good enough. You're old enough. It's the expression I was trying yeah, to yeah. say there, TV. But like, I suppose we we've, we've been looking at James Ryan as a future captain since whenever he came on the scene, and it reminds me of O'Driscoll getting it, you know, in '03 when Keith Wood was injured, and it was like, why isn't this guy just our captain? You know, and 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 he was for the next ten years, and it does seem like that's been James Ryan's destiny ever since he kind of come into the Ireland team. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, last question then for you. I don't know, you. I I'm, I'm, get the sense you're slightly pessimistic results-wise, but maybe think that Ireland can land a blow on England in the way we haven't over the last three games. What are you going for here?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to certainly land a couple of blues. Um, I'm really interested to see what the England team selection is going to be um i don't fancy us going over there and getting a result but i I feel that we're going to challenge them in certain areas i feel that um you know the new combinations that are being tested this weekend will hopefully go well for ireland but i still think england are just a level above us at the minute and that we're chasing them down you know, let's not forget they're they're World Cup finalists, and uh, and and they had a really bad day at the office, and for one specific reason or maybe two, you know, in that game, you know, they completely lost their heads. So they are, you know, the top one of the top teams in the world, and I feel the way we are chasing them, and I think maybe an England win between seven and ten points is is realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Andy Farrell will be concentrating more on the performance yeah. and creating more opportunities and finishing off a couple of those opportunities and, and you know, giving us all Irish supporters something to look forward to over over the course of the next year.
0: Definitely. We'll see what the spread is once it's kind of uh, now that the teams have been named once we see them on Labbrooks.com. and if you are having a bet on anything at all this weekend please do gamble responsibly and visit Dunlewy.net. Stevie, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll chat to you next week ahead of the Georgia game when I presume we'll be looking at some kind of a, a slightly more experimental team um, and we'll 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 know how Ireland got on uh, against the mighty mighty English. Uh, you know, the nice one. big Thanks team for daring there to be torn down.